0: Graham, I think both you and I know as travel riders that it is not all beer and Skittles or French champagne and a thousand thread cotton sheets in the penthouse suite. Tonight we speak to another three of our team members Karen Avila in Valencia, Spain, Mike Smith in Sydney, and Fiona Harper now in Darwin, who revealed she spent only two days at home during 2023. That's they all seemed, oh, I, I can't even. Can't even think about that. Mm. They all seem to enjoy a variation on the staycation and were pretty matter of fact about why. I've got
1: Karen Avila on the line. She's from the east coast of Spain. She's originally from the US, but she's been in Spain for a couple of years. Karen, um, how did you go for your vacation?
2: Thanks, Graham. It's nice to be back on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, I had sort of a staycation slash, slash vacation because I technically consider myself still uh, extended uh, that this is an extended vacation in Spain. So I stayed local. Um, a large part of that is, of course, to enjoy the beautiful Spanish weather. Um, during Christmas time, it tends to still be uh, a little warm where you have a very comfortable sort of you know sweater weather outside, beautiful sunny skies. So I stayed with family, uh, celebrated with a local family friend for Christmas Day. But I think the, the peak, really, of the holiday celebration was January 6th, which is a big holiday celebrated throughout Spain. It's called Reyes Magos, or the Three Kings. Magos actually translates into magicians. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it's an interesting holiday because something I've already always taken for granted is the 12 days of Christmas. And this is really the 12 Days of Christmas ends on January 6th. So it's celebrated with parades and gifts, usually, the large gift exchange uh, with families happens on that day. There's right. large parades. In some cities, they'll parachute the Three Kings in, or they'll drop them in by helicopter, or they'll manage to uh, dig up a camel uh, and uh, horse an elephant as tradition goes and, and ride into town. Well, uh, so amazing. it's quite a big celebration. That was really the peak. Yeah.
1: So the people lie on the street to see the parade?
2: They do. Uh, in small, uh, everywhere from small villages to the large cities, the streets are crowded with locals and visitors if they happen to be there to uh, see the parade.
1: So you had someone else staying with you. Did you show them around?
2: So we actually stayed and to the, uh, went to the local seaside town uh, called Moraida, which is on Costa Blanca. Yeah. And so this is a smaller town, so it was a smaller celebration. Fortunately, no helicopter or uh, parachuting in at the king's, but the king's walked in across the beach behind oh. this very, uh, in front of this very dramatic sunset. And so we, we went to celebrate locally.
1: Right. And is there a special food that's eaten in Spain at this time, the Three Kings Holiday?
2: there is Um, it's called the roscon cake and this is actually this cake is very similar to what they serve in mardi gras in fact fact, i believe it's the same thing it's a round cake regular cake mix you know flour butter eggs type thing but it's uh, usually filled with cream and then there's a cover uh, or a top layer made up of candied fruit and they'll put a small plastic king and a bean inside the cake Whoever gets the king is king for a day. Uh, I'm not sure what that translates into. Whoever gets the bean has to actually pay for the cake.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, I've got one of our team members on the line. She's actually, she's moved from where she was. She was in Queensland and she's now in the Northern Territory. But Fiona, tell me about the absolutely sensational first class penthouse type holiday that you enjoyed over summer. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't quite a penthouse, but I did manage to uh, spend a few weeks over in Western Australia. My family's down south, we call it, so around uh, Dunsborough area, so I managed to uh, spend a few weeks over there and, and just hang out. Uh, so that was a week.
1: staycation?
3: Uh, it was very much a staycation, yeah. Staying with my parents um, and my sister uh, in various houses, so yeah, it was nice to just kind of have a traditional family Christmas holiday.
1: I, but I guess in your case, it must have been nice just to be in a, one place and stay there for a little while because you've been everywhere, man.
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's been a crazy year where I spent actually two days at home last year. So to, wow. um, yeah, to so spend time with my family um, in a house without having to go to an airport for a couple of weeks was fabulous.
1: Yeah, well, I know you did some terrific stories and hopefully we'll be able to talk to you about some of those that we haven't already spoken about but um so you you're happy to dis- to dispel the myth that um a travel writer's life is always 24 7 first class
3: <laughs> definitely it's it's rarely first class um it's always 24 7 though i've got to uh, confess deadlines don't stop for for christmas but at least over the summer period uh deadlines do slow down so yeah it was nice to um yeah just slow down myself
1: Absolutely. Well, that's great, Fiona. Thank you for thanks you for sharing a little bit of, of your <laughs> extravagant life with us.
3: Yeah, my pleasure, Graham.
1: Mike Smith on the line. Mike's a veteran travel writer based in Sydney, but he's been a travel writer and editor. And uh, I just want Mike to tell the listeners how you had this most sensational vacation. You were five star everywhere, penthouse this. French champagne, that, uh, unlimited ice cream, all the stuff that we, we
4: absolutely enjoy. Is that right? Not true. <laughs> not true. Oh. Not true. No, no, definitely so not. What um, it, so what was your vacation? It was a, it was a stay at home, basically, and okay. uh, do these little trips outside of Sydney. Um, having two young grandchildren, we tended to go to the beach quite often, um, catching the ferry to Manly and having fish and chips on the beach there even jumping in the car and driving down to Wollongong and spending a bit of time on uh, on Bulleye Beach which is just outside of Thirroul, and uh, had a great time there getting the sand in the toes and um, having ice cream but not endless supply of ice cream right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and um, it just rekindled the days when i was young and um, when yeah. i was young we spent a lot of time at the uh, at the beach camping out and, uh, simple, and pleasures. Uh, simple pleasures simple yeah. pleasures simple pleasures you know, we went for a drive down to Kiama and spent a bit of time down at Sheringong, which is just outside of Kiama. Yeah. very um, great little place for shopping. Again, some more ice cream there. <laughs> and even, even had time to call into a, uh, a, a, a boutique winery, Two Figs, which overlooks, it's on a hilltop overlooking the Shoalhaven River. It's quite a lovely part of the world and these are the sort of things uh, travel rider does uh, during the summer holidays rather well, than pack the bag and get on a plane.
1: If our listeners are paying attention, there's some hot, some hot tips there from Mike for things you want to do that maybe are a lot more <laughs> simple than uh, going through all the palaver of getting on a plane. So Mike, uh, thanks for that input. I really appreciate it and uh, we'll t- certainly we'll talk to you about travel riding matters uh, through the year and we we'll look forward to that.
4: Thanks, Graeme. All the best and Happy New Year. Same
1: to you.
0: That, it seems, is the true life of a travel writer. A vacation for us basically entails a bit of a lie down and a regroup for the next round of travel to who knows where. Team members Fiona Harper, Karen Avila and Mike Smith are talking about their vacations.
1: This is the Travel Writer Show on JAIR 88FM in Melbourne.